Good morning. This is Gaming Perspectives with Saul and Jolene. And today we're talking about something called Don't Split the Party. Don't Split the Party. <laughs> that is a uh, what is it? What would you call it? A I would call it a classic saying. Saying? Not a cliche. I wouldn't call it a cliche. Maybe a a classic rule. That's not really a rule, but that players think is a rule. Never split the party. I think it's been around for a long time. The idea of not splitting the party. It's time tested, I think. You know, people, I mean, I've heard it for a very long time. At least 20 years, if not more. In fact, it's it's so, it's such a an idea that's so common. There's a series of books called Order to the Stick. And they have different titles for their books. And one of them is Don't Split the Party. It's a hilarious series of books, by the yeah, way. It's yeah. a cartoon. Yeah, it's a it's a comic. Comic, yes. Well, the idea is simple. If you split the party, you're all going to die. <laughs> well, where does that idea come from, that, that splitting the party is bad? Where do you think it comes from? I think it comes from the fact that if you split up the party and one one group goes one way in town or around a building like say you're at a castle and this you split the party so the thief can go in and explore the castle and, okay. and get an idea of where everything is well then everybody else is outside so what happens if somebody attacks the thief the thief could die because the thief doesn't have a lot of points right to hit points, hit so points. he's not a very strong character yeah. in combat so that's the idea, right? That if you split it up, then all of a sudden the GM is going to be upset with you because you have split the party and he's going to throw all the monsters at the one player and kill him. That often happens when you get into that situation where you ask a player or a player decides to do something on their own. And sometimes with or without the permission or the blessing of the rest of the party. And I think sometimes in that situation, you can't have the cleric or the paladin in full plate mail sneaking into a castle and trying to get secret plans or whatever. Right. So it doesn't make sense to send everybody in because the whole idea is you need the plans to circumvent the security of the place, whatever that is. I think the more classic split the party is the dungeon, right? When they're or in when they're in a hostile situation, you know, I, I don't play a lot of dungeon crawls, but. People still do, and the whole idea is you split the party because one group of people want to go one way and another group of people want to go another way. And yes. I, and I think this this idea of, the, of not splitting the party comes from this idea, another idea of the balanced party, right? Only a balanced party can defeat uh, whatever the GM has set up for them. So in a sense, it's kind of the, it is kind of true because dep- this is depending. If the GM sets the difficulty level of the monsters, I think that what they call it, the CR level. The Something, I don't know. Creature. What does CR mean? I, forgot, I can't believe I forget those those things. But the creature level of the monster usually ma- matches the, 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 the level of the, the, level of the party. When you are coming up with the monsters, when you're coming up with the dungeon, you're coming up with this idea that they're, that group is going to fight this monster all together. So when you split that party and each people go their own way, your party's not at full strength. So then you're coming up against a monster that is supposed to be going against a, balance, a full party instead of half a party or a quarter of the party or whatever you want to look at it. Well, sometimes you have to split the party. Sometimes it makes more sense, right? 
Sometimes it's a it's something <laughs> that you just have to do. Like say you have a but you're guarding a bunch of NPCs or protecting a bunch of NPCs. Like in the Call of Cthulhu game we played with with Shannon. Right. Um, we had to split the party because you couldn't take the unconscious old man on a stretcher to go and find information. Exactly. Yes. So I think a lot of it has to do with how good the GM is or how good he is at having two scenes going at the same time. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Th- th- that might be another problem is that the GM doesn't feel equipped or be able to handle the situation of having two separate groups doing two different things at the same time. Shannon didn't have a problem with it, but he's a really good GM. So and he's been doing it a while. Yeah. <laughs> and if you look at it as as two scenes in a movie or a TV show, right? There's, you know, a lot of times if you just consider it that way as there's a scene over here and a scene over here happening and the camera pans from one to the other. And what is it they say you bring you you have them one party is finding something and right as they find what it is, you cut to the other party so that they are like anticipating getting back to their scene. But also the other people want to know what's happening. Right. And that's that's a good way of looking or a good way of trying to do two separate scenes at the same time is you want both you don't want people getting bored. So as one side, you know, and if you're playing if you split the party and they're both at the same table, because some people have mentioned that, well, when you split the party in a certain sense and they're going to stay separate for an extended period of time, you should split the group. The GM should play with one group and then on one day and the other group on the other. And then when they finally come together, you bring them both groups together physically and play well. Which makes sense in a way, but in another way, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Well, because... it's extremely difficult, right? Because people's schedules are difficult right. as it is to even Not get only that, the game but scheduled. Would you want to be, don't you play to be with the group of people that you're playing with? Well, there's that too, this whole social aspects. And I know a lot of people think it might be boring when other people are playing, but it's actually exciting for the people who aren't playing because you're not seeing it, what's happening as the player. As the character. But, as the character, but as the player. It's very exciting to, because you don't know what's going to happen, right? right? And you're not there to help them. And you can't help them. Some people have said, you know, on YouTube videos and in articles, that it's a a good way to keep tension on both sides by splitting the party and showing how much danger the other side is. And just as they're about to, you know, what is it, uh, find the artifact or get the clue or get the information, you switch it to the other party and deal with them. And then one side is just anticipating what's going to happen and two the other side the other party that wasn't playing gets to see all that and then they get to act and they're in the they're the ones that are they're doing things and then and then when their action or you know they're about to you know like in a movie or a tv show just like jolene said you know like you said you start getting excited and then you cut it off like a cliffhanger and go back to the other team and go back and forth and just like that uh, somebody we were watching said it's like a camera you pan back and forth between the two groups always cutting off right as their as the action or the tension is building up and i think that's a great way of doing it think of it as a movie or a tv show i mean how many tv shows do we watch where multiple things are happening or multiple scenes or there's multiple groups and they're going back and forth and it's like oh you know it's just what's going to happen next and then they pan to the other group other scene one of our favorite guilty pleasure tv shows would be Uh-oh. ncis los angeles <laughs> I, think, I can't believe you admitted where, that. where where there's never any questioning <laughs> it's always the guns first 
don't kill him because we want to question him. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's ridiculous. Do, 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 do. They're all dead. We just laugh every time we watch it because it's totally unrealistic, right? Because one, NCIS cops wouldn't act like that. I don't think so. And two, a lot of dead bodies in the. In there would be a shows. lot of explanations going on, and and two, so it's totally unrealistic, but it's a hilarious show to watch, and it's very exciting because there's lots of, of of shooting and lots of action. It's kind of like a soap opera kind of thing, but it's totally unrealistic. But that's okay. Well, soap operas are supposed We're to be good realistic. With that. <laughs> so that's like like um, and and Shannon always does that thing at the like at the end of the of the adventure. He goes, okay, and this is what happens, and cut to black credits yes. and i'm like oh i'm all that's kind of cool I didn't i've never notice... thought about that before because saul doesn't do that right i didn't ever notice that I, I you're right i i mean i didn't even notice that he said that i just like oh yeah and then at the very end <laughs> you, you are know, a dork <laughs> <laughs> well I, I mean i didn't notice that he said that but i that recollection when you said that i'm like oh yeah he did do that and he did do that as a movie you know but it was a horror right so yeah. horror movies tend to you know fade to black and but, but anybody can think of their game in that particular aspect. Something that everybody is familiar with: right. movies, TV shows, books. Books do that. Some of the authors do that, where where they have where yeah, multiple characters. Yes, unlike so, not so like, splitting the party helps helps the GM in a certain sense to uh, to have this back and forth, building tension in two groups, and having a. Uh, having an exciting time between those two groups. But so the idea that don't split the party is kind of a misnomer. I think like I said, it it's usually when it you're in a dungeon or in a dangerous combat oriented situation. And two, it's like it's like when there's this idea of a balanced party when you have uh, a group that okay, you're the healer, you're the tank, you have two tanks, and then you have the ranged fighter, and all these other, and the glass cannon sorcerer wizard. And so, in that sense, you need that balanced party because the wizard and the ranged fighter, they go off somewhere, you know, and, you know, they're going to be in trouble if they come across a, a, something that likes to fight or is strong and stuff like that. Yeah, but isn't that isn't that what happens in in real life yeah but I, I mean, you're right i mean but then again we're talking about not you know, every you don't take your big giant plate mailed guy with you everywhere you go unless you have a bodyguard you're the dungeon i would think you would do that right yeah but maybe he he can't make it through <laughs> the little hole or something i don't know i think that's where it comes from definitely this idea of don't split the party and it just doesn't make sense when you might enter a different genre or the characters are in a safer place, right? In a safe in town, usually it's safer. So, you know, everybody goes off and does their thing. And, you know, people do the dreaded shopping, right? Everybody does that. Not everybody does that, but some people, some players love doing that. While other players uh, want, you know, they want to either fix their armor or find a, find something special or they want to get information. And so not this, you Now, know, if you want to get information... And this is just my suggestion and something I've discovered. You don't want to take the half orc and the barbarian with you because <laughs> people aren't going to talk around them. Well, they might if you're going to a barbarian camp or an orc or, or an orc yeah, but uh, not settlement. If not if you're inside, if you're in a town where there are no half orcs or oh, barbarians. That I don't know. I don't know. But, but the thing is, is that 
it doesn't make sense for a group of five or six go everywhere yes. right together, yeah. even though only one person wants to And they're to do all something. armed to the teeth. Yes. Except for the people who aren't. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, do you, do people might give you more information, but it might not be true information if you are followed around by a bunch of armed guys, right? Yeah. Yeah. It could be a little scary. So, so when you split the party, there's a problem, right? There's the problem of metagaming. When one group is seeing what's or hearing what's going on and they can use that information to do something that they wouldn't normally do. So that's where being a good GM comes in and also being a good player yes, comes in. Yes. One, that, that's tough. If you, so you, 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 you've heard everything that these people are doing, but as a player, as the character, do you know that? No. No. So you don't take that into consideration. And as the GM, if somebody says, well, I'm going to, go over there i'm going to run to the castle now why why are you doing that oh where the other people are in danger right yeah yeah because why 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 i got strange feeling (laughs) you need to have a plausible reason for doing things right yes yeah and then and that comes with a little bit of experience you know newer players are gonna newer players are gonna want to help or aid the you know their their fellow players or fellow characters who are in danger. Right. And, uh, I think, you know, just, you just got to learn as a p- player to ignore that kind of knowledge and act as if you didn't know it. I mean, and it's, sometimes it's tough. It's sometimes, you know, p- people don't, don't want to, you know, l- let their fellow players get in trouble, you know, get captured by the bad guy or whatever. So yeah, that is tough. Metagaming during the, when the party split uh another thing of why people split the party is just because you get to do things in a timely manner right you know when it makes sense to you know to send a you know the the wizard has to go and get his uh, components for a cell spell spell or you know he needs uh you know whatever he needs but he has to go somewhere but and uh and and the barbarian doesn't care about that right and and he needs to go get his his, his axe that he broke fixed or get a new one or whatever. So, and then, and let's say you're kind of in a time crunch or, or seemingly you're concerned about time. So it doesn't make sense to take, you know, go from one place to another place to another place in the group. So you just go, you know, and it happens in town anyway, right? You know, usually, yeah, yeah. you know, when you get to town, everybody goes whoosh and takes off to everywhere. And then we'll see each other at the end of the, the twin headed dragon. Right. Right. And so, it just makes sense to split the party in that sense. I think there's a couple of things you should take into consideration when you do split the party. I think that there should be a thing like <coughs> you don't take into consideration time as in, <laughs> as in there's two different scenes going on. So at the, at the gaming table, you shouldn't say, Oh, well you each only have two hours to be apart and everything has to be done in this amount of time or, or maybe space also like, Say you're both in castles and one people went one way and another people went another way. And it, so time and space shouldn't necessarily be, be put oh, in. Okay. Like, like say that your party gets half of your party gets into a situation where there's a dragon in the room or maybe not a dragon because dragons will just kill you before anybody can get there to save you. But there's a whole bunch of bad guys. Well, dragons do like to talk a lot. That's true. <laughs> so there's a whole bunch of bad guys and your other party, the, the others, the split parties on the other side of the castle. The other half, yeah. So 
But as the GM, you don't have to, you do not have to go, oh, well, you know, it's, it's, you're suspending your imagination while you're playing, or not your imagination, you're suspending reality while you're playing the game, right? Yes. So they could say, say they're going down a corridor and the other party's in a severe, you know, they're going to die, right? Within three or four turns. And these people aren't going to be able to get there for 10 turns, right? But right. say they go down a hallway and there's a door and it opens and they're in their room. That's part of the, of, of the excitement, right? How did they, how did they ha- do that? As long as you don't have a player at the table who's going to tell you that, well, they were on the other side of the castle and they couldn't have got there. Right. I, you, know, you know what? This kind of reminds me of this show called 24. And unfortunately, we never finished watching the first season. I don't know what happened. Twenty four is a, I don't. I guess it's over ten years old now. But we were watching. Way over ten. Was it way over that? Oh my god! Shows you, yeah, whatever. So we were watching that show, and we almost got to to finish watching it, but there was something happened that it moved on, it moved or was skipped on one night because of football or something, Super Bowl, who knows what, and we didn't. We started trying to watch it again. This oh, it had to be before like. It was when, yeah, we were, it was we were pre-Augustine. pre that's over 60 years ago. Yeah. Oh, my God. So, anyway, so we never finished watching it. But what was funny about it, and I remember people people talking about that show. I think it was based in L.A., the show. And this happens in NCIS Los Angeles, is the idea of time and space is not realistic, right? Because, for example, in L.A., the people in L.A. always always laugh at this right so let's say you know and i don't know la at all right i don't know i've never i've never really it doesn't been in matter. LA. you know the bay area and yes. you've been in portland driving right so but la is even worse right they say the traffic in la is even worse so they say oh, i need to get to wilshire boulevard and from kingston boulevard over here in the in the freaking wherever san bernardino valley and you know and they, they say it takes 20 minutes and then people go well, hell no it doesn't take 20 it'll minutes. take you four hours take you four with hours traffic. with traffic and stuff like that or they go from venice beach to san pedro square whatever it is, whatever so as and 24 and ncis los angeles you know they show you the map of where they are at you know the google map and they where they're going and it's and it's funny because it's like people say that that's not realistic that driving around la is not this fast easy thing to do you just don't just jump into your challenger and get there in 30 minutes right it's just it's physically impossible but we're not talking about reality real reality right we're talking about a tv show in one case and your game in another and i think that's what julian is, yes. is, is talking about time wise let's say let's say one party is taking a little bit longer time or it just takes a longer time for for whatever what they're doing and then you switch to the other party and let's say the first party does it it takes game time or in their in in game time it takes 30 minutes but the other other party does it in like 10 or it just doesn't take that long and you're switching back and forth and one party is like 30 minutes ahead of the other time of the other party well when you bring them back together you're not gonna you're just gonna bring them back together and timey-wimey, wibbly-wobbly space, time continuum stuff, they just come back and they're back in sync in the same timeline because it makes sense to run the game that way. Now, you're right. There's there's people out there, I guess, who will say, well, actually, you know, you, th- we only took three turns and they took ten turns, so we still have seven turns of action left. You want you just open the door and kick them out <laughs> and, and get rid of that character. Or you, know, you just say, you know, you just ignore them because... It doesn't make sense for 
have to wait for the other group to time time wise to catch up. Unless unless you you purposely as a GM are playing a game or running a game that is based on time and time sensitive and is time sensitive and you know you have that you know the clock ticking on the, or a sand timer on the on the table and stuff like that. But rarely does that does a, a GM run a game to that time specific uh, elements, right? You know, you, usually it's oh yeah, it's about yeah, it'll take you about ten minutes to do this or take about half an hour. Another one is, is space, just like Jolene said. And if you take like, well, we're going to go into the south entrance of the castle and the other party is going to go into the north. And then one party gets into trouble, which like Jolene says. And then, you know, the the other uh, the, the party that, that we're from that's not in trouble is wandering. And not magically, but more or less, you know, uh, just in the nick of time to save the other party or to you know, prevent people from dying. They bust into the right door, and logically, it doesn't make sense that the party would have traveled that amount of space space in the time that it, the other party got into trouble and was almost dying. So, but you do that because you want one, you don't want to kill off half the party, or unless you do, or two, it makes dramatic sense, right? That's when you know, like, and like in the movies, right? And just as a as the person who has the kidnapped person, he's been talking to him. You know, tell him about his evil plans, and and all of a sudden he's about. You know what? It's time for you to die. Boom! You know the good guys. You know, break down the door, break down the shoot door, him and the head. shoot him in the head, and save the day. That makes dramatic sense. So if and I love that in the movies. <laughs> so why not have it in your game? I mean, that that makes just makes it more. What's the word I'm looking for, Saul? Thrilling. Well, it's or, exciting. For yeah, one. yeah. And it, you know, and, and it's kind of like. Especially for action movies, right? That's that's what you will go to see when you go see an action movie. And when you sit down to a, a game, you know, usually there's a lot of action or problem solving or whatever. And it's and that's what you want to do. And usually it's more exciting to to get the job done than to like you know not rescue the person in time or you know not get to the rest of the party. You know, well that could be very climatic. Climatic too is. You get to the to the door just as a just as a evil guy sticks the sword through your fellow player and pulls him out. But then you know maybe you have a cleric that can actually bring him heal. back to life or heal him if you're playing a fantasy game. So there's all kinds of reasons why you know you don't you shouldn't you know really worry about time and space in those kinds of scenes, especially when you split the party because and it, it makes more sense and it's more exciting. To not worry about that and to get the groups together, then that's what you should do. You should ignore this uh, time and space uh, thing. And I heard um, when I was watching videos on this about on YouTube, I, a couple other people said, well, you know, if there is that one person who tells you that we couldn't have made it there in this amount of time and <laughs> and and gives you a total reason why, you know, that person doesn't have to make it. <laughs> Well, usually it's he, he or she is not the person that is in trouble, right? Right. Usually, for some reason, well, they, they don't usually argue in in defense of, well, not in defense, but they're just arguing for the sake of arguing. Well, with usually you. those people are like, "Well, we shouldn't have been able to help them," right? Usually, it's like they shouldn't have been able to come and help me. They are still silent about that yeah, that yeah. situation, but when they're like. But that doesn't make sense to uh, for us to be able to save that other person. So usually it's not about themselves. 
<laughs> or it's not concerning themselves or like they're not the ones that are getting saved or they're not the ones that are in trouble. So I think it's an interesting idea and I've always heard it and it does make sense not to split the party most of the time. But there are times when splitting the party is a good idea. So, Well, and then the idea is when you split the party, when the group gets back together, they get to share the experience of what they get to tell from their character's perspective what they experienced, right? And they may not be what really happened, right, for whatever reason. And so the information that given to this group, it's filtered through the experience of the player's last character that is reciting the tale. And I think that's exciting, too, because then you have this shared idea of what happened from both sides. You know, oh, yeah, yeah, I wasn't that much trouble, even though, like, man, we barely made it, right? And th- But they want to seem like, you know, they could handle it. Like, like for example, if somebody goes, well, we shouldn't probably split the party or we shouldn't, you know, split the party because it's not a good idea. And then once, you know, people are saying, oh, no, it'll be no problem. And then the people who say it'll be no problem get into a lot of trouble, right? And they barely make it. And so when they, when the party gets back together, so how did it go? Are you guys okay? And they're like, uh, and what, no, they could either tell the truth. They go, man, we should have listened to you. Or two, they go like, no, yeah, we have no problem. <laughs> 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 you know, you're bleeding everywhere or you know, making sure the cleric sees you before you, heals you before you get back together. So that's always interesting is to, is to have the group retell the, the information of what happened. For example, you know, that happened a, a couple of times in our group when we played the uh, Shannon COC game, a Call of Cthulhu game. You know, we split the party quite a few times, you know, because, you know, it's Call of Cthulhu. Why not? We were, when we had to recite what happened, uh, I, me, my character, he was going off the going off the deep end. And, you know, his sanity was dropping. Though I didn't realize yours was dropping like crazy. <laughs> it's because of you. Because <laughs> <laughs> I kept saying crazy stuff. So, which causes people to like, oh, we got. So, it was funny because... At what point I had this information, and I'm and my I'm thinking my character goes, oh, they won't be able to handle that. So I purposely did tell them everything I knew, even though they they had no they knew about stuff that I had found, you know, in this you know evil book. <laughs> but it was fun. But it was fun, like you said. You but know. because you didn't share all the information, it it made the people it made us do what we did, versus right. If he would have shared all the information, it might have helped us too. I don't know about that. Although, I could have gone crazy faster. It didn't matter. <laughs> I ended up in an asylum anyway. <laughs> that, was, that was actually a good game. You know, I'm not, I, I've, been, I've said it a few times. And, and and he's gotten into trouble for it. Yes, uh, uh, an apology to uh, Matt Steele for ever saying that I didn't really didn't like Cog through. I really don't like horror movies. And either. you should say that, an apology to Shannon also. Yes. The thing is, is that I do like, I do like, what is it? I do like horror horror games in a certain sense because they're different than what I normally play, and that's what I you know. And I do like playing, experiencing role playing games that I don't usually get to play. Like you know, okay, fantasy game. Yeah, I've, you know, I've played D and D for forty years, so or plus, <laughs> I have to say. So playing another role playing game that is a fantasy role playing game, you know, is probably you know I find it exciting still. I still love playing D&D, I still playing uh the One Ring, which is a fantasy, you know, obviously a fantasy game. You know, but I also like playing, you know, you know, spy games and high-tech games and science fiction games because I because the amount of fantasy role-playing games that I play compared to everything else is is just 
you know, fast role playing is huge, where everything else is small. Just face it, you like playing any game that someone will run for you. <laughs> That's true too. And you know, and because my horror games, you know, I just can't play a lot of horror games. You know, like a full campaign, I don't think, uh, unless it's not really, really horrific. And because I remember, I told you, I was, I was running Dark Conspiracy for uh, a, a while. And, you know, I started having nightmares. I didn't want to run the game anymore. You know, once you start having nightmares, I think I'll stop playing. <laughs> so I think, you know, when, you, when you're when you a GM and, and you know, whether you're new or old and the, the group is talking about splitting the party, you should probably not panic. And let me tell you, groups of people are going to do this no matter what, whether you plan for it or not, you know, they're going to do it. And I think if you, you know, if you don't panic... And you realize that the game that you can handle two sets of, of, of groups, and just you know think of it as the movie, that like we've talked, you know, pan from one group to the other with the camera and cut off when they excite, you know, when, when they're gonna either defeat the monster or they're worried about, you know, they're about to open the big bad door and the players and the characters are like, oh my god, what's beyond this door? And then you go to the the other the group. And you do that with both groups going back and forth. And that is really exciting because both groups are have two sets of being exciting, having the excitement about, right? There's the situation they're in, and then there's a situation that the other group is in. And knowing and possibly knowing that, you know, if something really bad happens, that they may not be able to, the other side, the other group is not going to be able to rescue them because of what's happening. So, you know, like I said, it, it might be a little bit difficult. But I think, you know, players are going to do this to you no matter what, no matter what game you play. <laughs> because, you know, that's just, you know, it just makes sense to split the party. Even though they're not supposed to, according to the to the saying of don't split the party. So I think you can do it. I think it's a good idea for people, for players to do it. Try it out. Try it out. So the next time one of your players says don't split the party, say why. Or don't panic, right? Or I'm not no don't split the party. Yeah, you could say well you know, you could argue for splitting the party. Well, it doesn't make sense if you guys all go stay together just in this you know in this situation, you know, you know push them in that direction because I think splitting the party and running the game like that could have you know great rewards for doing that. I don't think we've ever had a real problem with splitting the party because we've split the party quite a bit. Usually when you're in all town or you're. Or you're doing something. And like scouts and stuff, they have to. You have to split the party for them. You cannot have the tank following the scout because it's not going to be quiet, okay? If you're not stealthy, then you don't really want that person out there, right? You guys split the party all the time. Yes. And no matter what game it is. (laughs) Like I said, you don't want to take your barbarian or half-orc with you when you're going somewhere to get information sometimes. (laughs) Well, there was that one part, one time when you guys were, you know, when you went with the, with the, the dimension door, remember? You split the party then. Yeah. And he went on the other side of the yeah. wall. <laughs> I almost died on that and, one. But it was exciting, right? It was exciting yeah. for, for the other group because they're like, oh my God, our wizard just went down and all he has is a, is a rogue <laughs> in front of her between between the her uh, and a worm her and a, and a bad guy right the shaman and a, and a little dragon so it was it was really exciting and then the other side the other group the other group that was left behind we were in the same room too you're in the same hallway sort yeah. of but you guys were separate yes. really 
because there, there was were a bunch a, of bad guys in between in us. In between us, so, so then they fought harder. They, yeah, it was like it was like the scene of you know what was that in the in the, in the Lord of the Rings, right? Uh, when uh, when they're when fighting, Boromir w- w- blows well, the horn. No, no, no. When they're in inside the Moria, right? Oh. When they're fighting the the goblins in that room in the, in I forget the names to get the dwarf's tomb. Oh, um. I don't know the the the, the <laughs> dwarven tomb, and they're fighting there, fighting there, and they're, you know they're all kicking ass. And then uh, you know the the cave troll spears uh, uh, Frodo. Frodo right, and then like then then they go like into a frenzy right. They're like killing everything, and then they, and then they killed all the bad guys, and they get to Frodo, and then you know Frodo is looking dead, but actually he's alive. Right? So yeah, so that 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 that's kind of what happened is they they uh, they really went press the attack. To get to their uh, wizard and their uh, rogue, and I think it was pretty cool. It was fun. Yeah, it was so. exciting for you. It was like, oh my god, I'm down, I'm, d- I'm dying. Which I I've come to just you know it happens to me quite often these days. I just kind of when I get down to seven hit points or so, I go and she sits down <laughs> and she just sits there. So don't split the party. I think it's uh, time for that thing to go away. That idea. And uh, split the party. There you go. Make your uh, good luck. Make your GM have work. fun. Make your GM work for it. <laughs> this is gaming perspectives with Saul and Jolene. You have a good day.